Regis Progre versus Josh Taylor. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast. I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. We have Regis Progre, undefeated 24-0, 20 big wins by KO. Josh Taylor, 15-0, 12 wins by KO. Currently, you have Taylor sitting right around minus 135 with progress right around minus 150 now depending on what book you use the line actually is varying right around 40 points you can get progress as high as almost 190 and again as low as 150 so make sure you check all the books depending on where you're available you know who you can play with what where you have your cash stored because you could get a significant difference depending on regardless of who you like taylor or progress the fact of the matter is there's some significant line differences there depending on the book. We'll go, won't go 12 full rounds. We'll go minus 240, won't go plus 180. Fight is a draw, 20 to 1. Taylor wins by decision, plus 220. Progray wins by decision, plus 155. Taylor wins inside, plus 640. Progray wins inside, plus 275. Obviously, you have two undefeated fighters. This is a big fight, the Super Series fight, both champions, both southpaws. And this is a perfect time. They're both in their prime. I mean, a lot of people are hyped for this. This is like a hardcore fight fans uh, perfect fight because a lot of people look at this matchup and they see it as 50-50. And if you've noticed the line, originally the books open. Pro Gray is a minus 180 favorite and the money has been steadily coming in on Taylor. And I get that, right? In a 50-50 fight. You're probably going to take the guy that's giving you plus money. And depending on when you jumped on Taylor, you could have got him as high as almost 160, 165, depending on your book. So that's significant in a fight that a lot of people think could go either way. Obviously, when you look at the tail of the tape, Taylor brings some advantages here over Regis, namely height and reach. But obviously, styles make fights. And in this fight, Taylor, to me, is the more technical fighter, meaning offenses and defensively, he does things in a more technical manner where Regis relies on athleticism and reflex-based fighting. That can be good. That can be bad. I usually like technical fighters simply because you need to know the basics. You need to master the basics, and it allows for a longer career because when your speed goes and your reflexing goes, reflexes goes, you still can rely on those basics, basics, basics. We see that in guys like Bernard Hopkins that was able to fight and be competitive and win far longer than a guy like Roy Jones who wants his speed and reflex went you saw what happened there so obviously taylor has the height and the reach you're both southpaws they're both in their prime and you got to look at this how does it match up well both guys can box and both guys can bang i think taylor has a tendency to be more of a scrapper like he has no problem going on the inside especially for a guy who's 510 with a almost a 70 inch reach he can fight very very well on the inside and he has brutal brutal body shots body shots any point in time in a fight can be a game changer you don't need a lot of power which taylor does have power 
but you just need to place it property and that could be lights out. So that's a danger there for Regis. For Regis too, we've seen his reflex-based fighting. It works great a lot of the time. I mean, he's undefeated. He's got 20 KOs. And what he looks to do is he looks to make you miss and he looks to make you pay. He's a lot more of a flashier fighter in that sense. With the hands down, the head movement, his opponent throws. He makes a miss. He comes back with a wide looping shot. Boom, he's looking to take you out. He definitely throws wider looping shots than Taylor. Taylor's the more uh, upright uh, basically muff style defense. He keeps his hands in proper position. He throws his punches proper. He brings them back proper. And that's the type of style that he he uses and employs. And it's obviously worked perfect for him. 15 and 0, 12 KOs. So each guy does something different. They do it a different way. They employ it a different way, but they're both successful. So that's why this matchup to me is very intriguing because they can both box. They can both bang. They both have power. And at the same time, they both have deficiencies that like you can lure Taylor into a fight. If you're looking at this on paper, maybe Regis is the the harder hitter. The one punch, I can take you out and put your lights out. That might be Regis. But then you look at Taylor's ability to fight on the inside and the way he rips those body shots. And you go, well, what happens if it turns into a phone booth fight? Who really has the advantage there? Is it Regis making a miss and coming over the top with something big that really hurts or drops Taylor? Or is it Taylor breaking Regis down to the head and body with his more technical style and those Brutal, brutal body shots. I can see people making a case for this on both sides. You legitimately have a fight that truly could come down to the intangibles. We're talking about venue. If this fight goes to a decision, does Taylor have that little bit of an advantage there? Could he get a very close fight on the judges' scorecard simply because of the venue? What about the unorthodox hands-down head movement of Regis? Is this going to play out to his favor like it usually does, where he's able to just counter everybody over the top, where he's able to make a miss with minimal effort? Or is that style going to be detrimental because Taylor is the more technical fighter, keeps his hands in proper position, and maybe you make a miss one or two, but there's more coming behind that. It's a very, very interesting fight. And obviously, if we're talking about how they match up stylistically so close, then you automatically got to look at these lines, right? And that's why you're seeing this Taylor money coming in. Because wherever you can make a case for Regis, you can come back and make a counter argument for Taylor. And wherever you can make a counter argument, for Taylor you're coming back with something for Regis but then you're looking at the line and you're going in a fight that's basically a pick em. a 50-50 60-40 something like this where you're like I can see really how this guy is a path to victory and on the flip side this guy has an equal path to victory like if Regis implements his game plan better, he's going to win. If Taylor fights like he did in his last fight, he's going to get knocked out, right? You can see stuff like this. If Regis isn't able to employ that uh, hands down and head movement perfectly, Taylor is going to crack him straight on the chin. If Regis gets in a phone booth fight, he's not going to be able to take the body shots. You go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So you've got to pick a side. You've got to look at something and decide who you think is going to be able to implement their game plan better. And like I said, if you do see it going to a distance uh, a distance fight, you got to look at the venue as well because we know this is boxing and sometimes that shit happens. As far as the straight lines, when you're looking at it, you can make a case for Taylor. It's very, very difficult to argue against betting Josh Taylor 
Taylor straight when you look at this matchup, if you think it's a 50-50 fight and either guy can win, right? That, that I mean, that's self-explanatory. It makes sense. You're flipping a coin and you're going to say, well, I'm going to take the underdog. I'm going to take the money. I'm going to take the plus money on the underdog, which is currently still Josh Taylor. Now, for me, when I look at will go, won't go to a decision, I'm not as confident as the books that this fight goes to a decision, in all honesty. One, they bring power, and two, like I said, stylistically, there's things there where this could turn into a barn burner really quick. It's not like Taylor is afraid to throw down. It's not like Regis doesn't have power. It's not like they're both not going to be looking to draw each other into that range where they can make their opponent pay. And these guys have proven throughout their history that normally if they get their way, if they put you in a position where you don't want to be, you're going to hit the canvas. So that's very, very dangerous, in my opinion, to lay 240. Could it be that they're just so high-level, elite guys, durable, tough SOBs that are not going to take no for an answer, and it's going to come down to the wire, and you get a close 15-13 or 14-14 type of fight, both guys taking their licks, both guys taking damage, both guys dishing it out? Yes, 100% possible. But do you want to lay minus 240 on that? possibility there also could be the opportunity where somebody gets caught and laid out cold it's not like these guys are powder puffs it's not like they're just going to run and hold it's not like they are not going to exchange leather at some point in this fight and probably consistently so when i look at this fight if you're having a difficult time between who do i like in this fight and you think it could go either way and you're like, well, I do like the plus money on Josh, but Regis could do this and Regis could do that. You may want to look at the fight doesn't go 12 rounds. 12 rounds is a long time. And like I said, when you break these guys down, there are advantages on ever, on either side and there's disadvantages. And with the amount of power they bring and the way that you can draw these guys into slugfest, it's not like Regis hasn't been lumped up. It's not like Taylor hasn't looked shitty in some of his fights where you go, he cannot fight that way against Regis because if he does, he is going to get knocked out. It's not like these guys haven't proven that they are able to take out opponents if given the opportunity to me. Between the two, if you're looking at over under, I don't mess with the over at the 240 line. I look at the under at the plus 180. As far as how these guys would win, well, because if you like Taylor Strait and you're getting plus 160, 150, 140, I mean, you really don't have to mess with a lot when it comes to props on him. As far as what the books think, they have Taylor wins inside at plus 640 and Taylor wins by decision at plus 220. A lot of that, I'm sure, has to do with venue as well because you would have to say on paper if it goes to a decision, it probably favors Taylor. I think the line on Taylor inside is a little bit too high simply because uh, the, the way that Regis fights, you almost have to be perfect or you're going to have to prove that you've got a very, very good chin. Because with the hands down, chin up, you know, I'm going to make you miss, I'm going to be flashy, I'm going to come over the top, it's great. When it works, but it can be very, very bad when it doesn't work. And when you're facing a, a guy that's a technical fighter that places his punches properly and brings his hands back properly, sometimes that could be an Achilles heel to a reflex based fighter because if they misjudge, those technical punches are straight down the middle. Boom, right on the button. Whether it's a hook, whether it's a straight left, whatever he's throwing, the jab even. 
if you mistime that with your hands down, basically your face just becomes a catcher's mitt. You don't have a lot to rely on there. And, and not only that, not only are you taking the punch, you're taking it flush. Now, when you got a guy like Taylor who's got the muff defense up, sometimes it looks like he's getting hit more, but he's riding with the shot, and the gloves are, are absorbing some of that damage. They're absorbing some of that friction that's coming your way. When you're fighting like Regis does with your hands down, there's not a lot of room for error because you're gonna if you screw up, you're going to take that shot. And nine times out of ten, you're going to take it extremely flush. So that's very, very important if you're back in Regis that you're going to have to make sure that you're confident that he either has the speed, he has a ring IQ, he has the eyes to see these punches coming from Taylor and be able to defend them with his hands down, basically relying on his head movement, and then come back and be able to counter Taylor as well. Now, if Taylor fights like he normally does, where he's in a technical style of offense and defense. You hope, if you're betting Taylor, that even if he misses those punches, he brings his punches back properly, his hands are in the proper position, that he's able to defend against one of those big bombs coming over the top from Regis. So obviously the books like uh, Taylor to win by decision. They're not giving him much of a chance to win inside. I would think that that chance is a little bit better than what the books are saying at 640. He's proven that he can get in scraps. He's proven he's gotten power. He's proven some durability. And obviously with the body shots, the height, the reach, I mean, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he can't stop Regis. Like I just said, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that it goes to a decision. As far as pro grace goes, well, Progray here wins inside at 275 versus his decision at 155. You can see that Progray, uh, his props are a lot closer than what Taylor's are. The books think that Progray has a chance to win basically either way. Obviously, he's favored more to win by decision, and he's uh, plus 275 to win inside. To me, that's a little iffy there because... And Pro Gray's style, he doesn't really throw like a ton, a ton of punches. He tends to want to make his opponent miss and then he'll fire. And when he fires, he's throwing with serious punching power here. It's not like he's pity patting. And then you factor in the venue. Now, could Regis still win? Of course. We don't know what's going on with the officials, but it's always dangerous with the visiting fighter to go, oh, you know, he's definitely gonna, he can definitely get a fair shake on the cards. If you say that, you haven't been watching boxing in a very long time because a lot of times that's not the case. So for them to have Progray wins by decision favored is a little bit iffy to me simply because if you look at his style, you look at his record, you look at the way that he approaches fights, he's got 24 wins and he starts 20 of them. Now you could say those guys are not on the level of Taylor and I won't argue with you. But still, the way he approaches fights, you're going to think that that's what he's going to do. He's going to fight his style. He's going to be him. He's going to try to run Taylor into something. And if he hurts him, he's going to try to finish him. To me, that's the way this fight plays out. Stylistically, I think they fight the way they normally do. The one big caveat here about uh, Progray is... He likes to fight on the outside a lot. Is he going to be able to do that against Taylor, who has a height and reach? If not, is he going to come forward? If he does, does that play into Taylor's hands? Because 
Taylor likes to fight guys that are coming at him. He likes to use that range and set up his counter uh, counter ability from the outside and pepper you with shots there. And if you get inside, he has no problem sitting there throwing body shots with you. So I'm curious to see how Regis adapts to the fact that he's facing a man with the, the height and reach and how Taylor uses that. Is he going to come out and just try to dare Regis to fight him in a phone booth type of fight? And what happens there? What happens if Taylor is just starching him with body shots left and right? Can Regis adapt? Can he move outside? Can he outbox Taylor? And on the flip side, if Regis is stunning Taylor on the inside with these shots with a slip and a slide and a head movement, will Taylor immediately go back to boxing? And what does Regis do? Does Regis press the fight? There's a lot of intangibles to this fight that we're not really going to know until they get in there. I think it's a dangerous fight for either guy. And that's why I said, that's why I'm a little bit hesitant with this fight goes to the decision at minus 240 and then having both guys favored by decision because the their strengths and weaknesses line up in certain areas where I go, man, if this guy does that, I could see the other guy winning inside the distance. And then you flip the book and you're like, well, if this guy does that, I could see this guy winning inside the distance. To me, I would really look if you're if you're on the same page as me as having trouble like, OK, it really depends on game plans and how well they implement it. And sometimes that's what it comes down to. You have two different guys who do two different things very well. And sometimes they're similar in some areas and sometimes they're different in different areas. But they match up so well that you can make a case for this guy and you can make a case for that guy. And what if this, this, that and the other then you got to look somewhere else because you're just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that's why you're seeing the Taylor money because people are going back and forth. So they go, you know what? In a back and forth fight that anything can happen, I want the plus money. And that's the same thing when you're looking at the will go, won't go. To me, 240 is dangerous. I would much rather take plus 180 because I could see potential spots where this fight really turns into something that could be rock'em, sock'em robots. And not only that, but you have the opportunity for one-shot bangers. This is what Regis does. And you you know that Taylor is willing to go to war, that he's willing to stand right in front of a guy. Now, he's been able to get away with that, but are those guys as powerful as Regis? Most people would say no. So if that's the case, will that work against a guy like Regis or will he go oh shit I should have never done that but the fight is over he's looking up at the lights he's back in the locker room going what the hell happened that's the type of fight that I see I think there is a value when you're looking at the will go won't go on the won't go and that is my recommendation for the fight because this in my opinion truly could be a 50-50 fight where you see both guys have success where you see both guys struggle and in the end it could be something just out of this world crazy that happens and boom shakalaka laka lights out baby that's it for this episode of fight junkie i will suck it to you tomorrow baby fight junkie out